Good morning, everyone. And to all you ladies out there, we want to say Happy Mother's Day. I was talking with Nick Helbert earlier, and, and we really wanted to make sure all of you know, um, without us, you couldn't have a Happy Mother's Day, so you're welcome. <laughs> Nick thought it was good. He said, preach it. So. I'd like to do something just a little different. Um, and so I'm going to ask four-year-old through eight-year-olds, four-year-olds through eight-year-olds, if you will come up for a moment. Today we don't have junior church. We're going to have the candy afterwards, so don't forget to have your kids' bulletin. But if you're between four and eight, would you come right up here for a moment? Okay, four through eight. Awesome. Great. While they're doing that, how many of you, this is going to be a generational thing, how, remember, how many of you remember that show, Kids Say, Yeah, let's try it. Come on up. Come on up here. So, um, kids, I'm going to ask you a question. Come on up. There we go. And, and you don't have to look at them. You can just look at me. Okay? So, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Okay? What makes your mom happy. Okay, what makes your mom happy? Do you have an answer? What, what makes your mom happy? Give, giving her breakfast. Giving her breakfast. That's awesome. Do you have an answer? I give mama some cereal because I think it's Because you give her cereal? Excellent. What makes your mom happy? Anyone? Chocolate. Chocolate. Okay. What makes your mom happy? Flowers. Flowers. Okay. Bear hugs. Bear hugs. 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 What makes your mom happy? Cleaning our, our house. Cleaning your house. Nice. What makes your mom happy? Um, giving her breakfast. Giving her breakfast. You don't know what makes your mom happy. That's awesome. Hold on, we're gonna. Do you have one, David? Flowers. 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 Okay. Listening to her. That's a good one. Okay. So we got another one. What makes your mom angry? What makes your mom very unhappy? What? When I don't clean my house. When you don't clean your house. When I don't clean my room. When you don't clean your room. What makes your mom upset? When I don't listen to her. When you don't listen to her. Lila's like, I'm just not even going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. When you, when you don't listen to her. When you don't listen to her. You don't know what makes your mom angry? She's got a list. Do you have something? Just go to grandma, then she gets mad. <laughs> I'm not repeating. I don't want any trouble. She didn't say anything wrong, did you? No. Okay, so you go to grandma's and it makes her mad. Okay. Do you have an, do you have an answer, buddy? Come here. What makes your mom mad? Don't listen to her. Okay, that's good. Now, wait, I've got another. What is the best thing about your mom? What is your favorite thing about your mom? 
Whenever we help her clean the church, she gives us ice cream. Nice. She gives you ice cream when you help clean the church. This church, yeah. She likes that when I give her cuddles. When you cuddle, she loves that. So good. What's your favorite? What? What did I say? What's your best thing? What's the best thing about your mom? Do you have one? Day? Huh? Ice cream. Ice cream is the best thing about your mom. Okay. Do you have one, Camden? You don't have the best thing about because they're all the best. That's what she said. Yeah. Anybody else have the best thing about your mom? I just got my hand in my nipples and everything that could come out and play and at grandma's and fart. Nice. Did you get that? That's awesome. You don't know what makes her mad, and you don't know what's the best about her. She needs a lesson. Okay. All right. And then, what does your mom like to do? What does she like to do that makes her happy? You don't know. You don't know. Do you know what makes your mom happy? Sleep. 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 What makes your mom happy? I know what you should say. Say it. I told her to say coffee. Yeah. Anybody else? What makes your mom? You have one? Coffee. Yeah, coffee. Anybody else? I do coffee. Coffee. Everybody just comes out and plays together and love my kids and bye bye. <laughs> That's adorable. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. All right, now I want you to just turn around and say Happy Mother's Day. Okay, you guys can go sit down. Good job. So I would have to agree that those kids are adorable. I like it. Um, but I can't ask questions that I'm not willing to answer. So what makes your mom happy? Grandkids. That's my answer about my mom. Okay? What makes your mom angry? Not seeing her grandkids. Or lying. She hated lying. Okay? What's the best thing about your mom? Um, her repeating incessance that I follow God. That, that's what I say. And what does your mom like to do? Spend time with grandkids. See a theme there. So um, we really do appreciate all the ladies. And there are so many times that you guys do above and beyond what us men can even understand. Um, there's this one guy, he came home from work one afternoon. He got home after work and saw the kids were all outside. The toys were all over the lawn. The front door was open, and he's nervous. He's like, what's going on? So he, he rushes into the house to try and find his wife, and inside there's a lamp turned over, the TV's on, food is spilled all over the place. He goes into the kitchen, the refrigerator's open, food is a mess, microwave's going with nothing in it. He runs upstairs, tripping over laundry and toys and stuff, and he finds his wife laying in bed reading a book. And he's like... Honey, what's, what's the matter? What's going on here? And she says, remember every day when you ask me what do you do every day? Today I didn't do it. Happy Mother's Day, lady. 
to all of you ladies, whether you're a biological mother or not, whether you have adopted children or whether you have influenced children around you, we want you to know that we appreciate you. Mother's Day used to be an easy Sunday for preachers. In the past, Mother's Day sermons were filled with warm, encouraging, happy illustrations. There was flowers that ladies wore. My mom was talking about how when they were young, they always gave a carnation or a, or a, a corsage to grandma on Mother's Day. They'd do all that stuff. There were some churches that um, they provided flowers, and so if, if you were wearing a flower, a red flower was meaning your mother was still alive. White is if your mother had passed away, and that was a, a flower you wore in honor of them. Almost every church had special programs or dinners, and generally everyone would go home after Mother's Day service feeling good about themselves, going out to eat, and, and just having a great celebration. And scripture, as we heard from Blaine, as he's talking about even Jesus on the cross, was concerned about his earthly mother and wanted to make sure she was taken care of. And if he can do that in the midst of such anguish, we definitely need to make sure we are honoring those ladies who have godly influence on us. Generally, the Mother's Day sermons are found in Proverbs 31, where it talks about a noble woman. Or, or maybe you'll hear sermons about Proverbs 23, verse 25. May your father and mother rejoice. May she who gave you birth be joyful. And this is the scripture that I wanted to hit today. I just kept reading this one today. And look at this. May your parents rejoice. The implication is because of you children, you child, you do something that makes your parents rejoice. How many of you truly made your mother joyful when you were born? I mean, think about that. This is something that no guy will ever understand, the pain, the torment of that. And as soon as you see that child, that pain's gone. You love that child, and, and it's, you rejoice. There's joy in any of those children. We all know there are days, though, that mom comes and there is not much joy. There, there was this one time my brother and I we were playing in the bedroom with our dog. And we were roughhousing with her, and she was barking, and it was getting really loud in there. And then mom comes storming in, slammed the door open, and yelled at us because we were making so much noise, the neighbors called and complained. And so mom, she didn't have a lot of joy that day. But overall, do you, do all of us, bring joy to our mothers? Mother's Day, though, is not always necessarily a happy day for everyone. There are a lot of you here today. It's a joyful day, but one woman wrote this. Mother's Day is such a wonderful day for so many women, but it is a sad day for some of us who have tried very hard to become a mother without success. Another one said to us, having a baby is a dream just out of our reach, and Mother's Day is a day of tears instead of joy. And we need to acknowledge that. Maybe your mother's day is tinged with sadness because you're a long way from your own mother. Or because, uh, or from your own children. Because you're unable to see them face to face on this special day. Maybe, maybe you're sad because your mother is getting older and older. You notice how fast she may be aging and her eyesight is not as sharp as it used to be. And sometimes she stumbles, falls, and you worry about her. Many of you have experienced that. Uh, talking to some people, the hardest decision comes when they realize, I can't take care of mom anymore. She's beyond my 
help, and I can't do that, and I've got to find better help and care for her. Maybe Mother's Day is unhappy for you because of broken relationships. You have children but don't know where they are or what's happening in their lives, and you say, I thought we had a good family, but now I don't even know them. I don't know what to do. I've heard of uh, this one family whose these parents went into business for themselves, and, and when they raised up their son, their young boy, uh, the grandfather loaned him money to, to get that business really growing a lot, and his grandfather said, so well, since I gave you money in it, I'm going to tell you how to run your business. Well, the dad, the one in the middle, didn't feel that way, and unfortunately over the years, they've gone through periods of great stress, and... Now those three parts of the families don't have anything to do with each other. Many homes have become battlefields instead of sanctuaries. Many homes, because no one knows where the rules or standards are because they constantly change or are different. As a result, some are not even sure if it's possible to find any solution to the problems that their families are facing. And so, what used to be a very easy sermon has turned into a very hard topic. And it's one where it hurts, no matter which way we go sometimes. So we have to acknowledge that Mother's Day isn't always happy for everyone. And yet we know that Scripture tells us to honor, to cherish, to love our mothers. So what do we do? What do we do? Because we know it's going to be heartache for some people, and yes, Scripture says we must honor, we need to cherish and love them. And I truly believe with all my heart that we need to go back into God's Word, and all our solutions for anything are found in there. We know that hardships and troubles are going to come to us. We should not be surprised by the Scripture. It even tells you you're going to go through many troubles. And to combat the problems of this world, we need to basically follow the instructions. Very simply, go back and read the basic instructions. Find out what God says. Every time we, we grow in our faith, we need to go back and reread everything else to make sure we're staying in the same path. I can tell you, if you've read the Bible once, it's not enough. You need to keep reading it. I mean, keep reading it. Well, I've already read that part. Good. Keep reading it again. Constantly go over and fuel and fill your body with God's Word. And when we do that, healing and power will come into our homes, into our families, into a relationship as we follow what God has told us. And so because parents need to rejoice over their children and a mother needs to be joyful, let's go to Ephesians 4.15. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, going in any way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. We need to speak in love. I want all of us to do something. This is going to be a little exercise here, okay? I want you kids, if their person is here, to turn and look at your parents, even if they're on the far side of the room. I don't care. You turn and look at them, okay? Rod, good. He's turned right around and looked right at his mom. Mine's right here, so I'm going to be looking right here, okay? When looking in your parents, looking at them with all the love you can muster, okay? I want you to say this phrase. You're not perfect. Why was I the only one who said it? Now, wait, wait, wait. 
you're still looking at your child. And you look at them and you say, and you're far from it. <laughs> I saw some of you like, yeah, you better not say it, but I'm saying it to you. Kids, don't just go up to them and say, you're not perfect. But you need to understand your parents are not perfect. Your parents love you. Your mom truly loves you, but she is not perfect. Your mom has made several mistakes along the way. My mom has said, I made mistakes and I can make more of you. No, she never said that. I was a few years ago, a mother, uh, a son finally called his mother on Mother's Day. She said, Happy Mother's Day, Mom. How are you doing? And she goes, I'm not too good. I'm feeling very weak. And he was very concerned because he hadn't heard from me. He goes, well, what's going on? She said, I haven't eaten for 23 days. And now he was very concerned. Mom, that is terrible. Have you been to the doctor to see about it? No, I, I know the reason why. Well, why haven't you been eating? Because I didn't want my mouth full of food when my son would call. As much kids as we think our parents are not perfect, what do we need to also acknowledge? We are not perfect. You know why our parents have gray hair or no hair? Because of us, that's right. Because of the stress and the problem. I was not a perfect child. That's shocking some of you. My mom just amen that. Okay? I am not a perfect child, and I have not been a perfect parent either. My children have had to live with a very imperfect parent. If there are hurts, we need to address them and talk about them. We can try to deal with them as a loving family. We can be honest with each other in the spirit of love. We need to speak to each other in love, knowing that the other person isn't perfect, but neither are we. Sometimes, kids, your mom may, it may feel like she failed you, but I'm going to tell you something. She loves you, and she's not perfect. And because she's not perfect, you need to love her even more. Because you're not perfect either. Ephesians 4, Paul also says this, Be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Right here in this verse, this verse I think really points back to what's going to bring joy and rejoicing in our mothers. Whether they're biological or just godly influence ladies over our lives. Right here, this verse, three aspects of godly living. Ladies, if you want to make sure you leave behind a positive impact and make sure these three things fill your life. Do you want to make sure your kids or the youth that you impact are bringing you joy? Do you want to live a life that makes your parents rejoice? Then here's the three aspects. To be a joy to our mother, we must first be kind. How many times have you told your kids, be kind to each other? Just be nice. My brother, uh, he's not here. I locked him in a dryer. I, I'm not done. A crawl space and a deep freezer. We didn't have air conditioning, so we were cooling off. Um, I was not very nice to him, was I? And my mom had to tell me, be nice to him. Until my brother got big enough and strong enough that he could whip the snot out of me. And then she had to turn to him and say, he deserved it, didn't he? But we need to be kind to each other. Kids, 
Treat your siblings nicely. Do you like your brothers and sisters all the time? No. Let me give you a little secret. Your parents don't always like you either. Because you don't act right. But if we would put this, if we would be kind to people. It's in the Bible. It says that. Be kind to each other. The truth can hurt, but when spoken in kindness and love, you don't try to hurt people when you're telling them this. Healing can begin. So we need to be kind to each other. Secondly, we need to treat each other with compassion. Compassion means that I care and I seek to understand you, what's going in your life. If I want to speak truth to you in love, I need to be compassionate and try to figure out how you're going to hear it. And the same thing, as I'm speaking love, what do you need to do? Be compassionate back. Revolutionary things can happen in a family if the parents remember what it's like to be a teenager and feel the peer pressure to know all those things that we don't want to do, but yet our friends are trying to make us do it. Come alongside your child and remind them and remind them and remind them what God has in store and where you have failed and where God fixed things. And it would be helpful, so helpful, if somehow teenagers could understand this. Parents are a lot smarter than you realize. They really are. And they don't want to be mean ogres over you. That's a perk, but it's not what they want. To have kids, which is something that kids, you're never going to understand. I remember after I had a child and she was one or two, I looked at my mom when we went over there and I said, thank you. And she's like, what? I said, I don't know how you didn't kill me. Now I understand the stress and struggles of being a parent. And my child was only two. But when I was a teenager, I'm like, I know what to do. I'm a better parent than her. I know what to do. My, I have more knowledge than my dad. Kids, well, you don't. Okay? So we need to understand that, that our parents have a lot of knowledge, and they, they truly do love you. They want to guide you and help you avoid the mistakes that they make. And that's really things. When, when a mom and dad gets hard on you, it's because you knew better and, didn't, and still did it anyway. Or you're going down the wrong path and they can see further down the road than you. And both things are done out of love. So remember to give compassion back to them. How many times have you heard, I don't want you to hurt, I don't want you to feel this way. This hurts me more than it hurts you. That is a true statement. Maybe if you could somehow crawl into the idea and mentality of your parents. I, I got to see as my mom was parenting her mom, taking care of her mom, and, and the role reversal there. And I've seen other people have to do that. And that's something that I've never experienced. Uh, many of us haven't, but having to start taking care of our parents, trying to understand what they're going through, that's called compassion. We need to have compassion. We need to be kind to one another and compassionate. And the third part of that verse says forgiving each other. Now that you're kind and compassionate, we need to learn to forgive. I think this is one of the hardest things. We are easy to forgive friends and acquaintances, but it seems like we are so hard to forgive 
our family. We need to forgive those things that have caused rifts in the families, that brought division and strain. Forgive so that healing can start taking and those wounds can finally heal. This morning, um, if you're a mother living in a comfortable home with the spring flowers that are finally in bloom, your children are healthy, you have a loving husband, you need to fall on your knees and thank God for all your blessings. Today is a happy day for you. But not everyone in this room fits into that mold. I think it's important for you to know, if you are not in that little scenario I said, that God has not forgotten you. He wants to bring His healing into your life, into your home, and into your family. God truly wants that. And the broken way that we have treated each other, the broken way we've treated our mothers, is not a reflection of Christ. And He wants to fix that. And so kids, hear me on this. And kids means anybody who has a parent. If you failed your parents, tell them. And ask for forgiveness which will bring them joy because you're acknowledging their honor, their grace. I read this fantastic illustration. Uh, I had to read it four or five times. I'll try to do it justice. Um, It goes like this. A young mother set her foot on the path of life. It's the way long she asks her guide. Oh, yes, the way is hard. You will be old before you reach the end of it, but the end will be better than the beginning. This young mother was happy, and she did not believe that anything could be better than these first years. So she played along with her children, gathered flowers with them along the way. The sun shone on them, and life was good, and the mother said, Nothing can be better than this. The night came, carrying a storm, and the path was dark. Her children shook with fear and cold, and the mother drew them close, covered them with her coat or blankets. And the children said, Mother, we're not afraid because you are near and no harm can come to us. And the mother said, this is even better than the brightness of day, for I taught my children courage. Morning came again, and there was a hill ahead, and the children climbed it, growing weary. But she said to them, a little patience, and we'll soon be there. And soon the children climbed, and when they reached the top, they turned and said, we have done it, but not without you, mother. We could not have done it without you. The mother, when she lay down that night, looked up at the stars and said, This is better than the last day, for my children have learned perseverance in the face of difficulty. Yesterday I gave them courage. Today I helped them find new strength. With the next day came strange clouds which darkened the earth, clouds of war, of hatred and evil, and the children groped around and stumbled. And the mother said, Look up, lift your eyes to the light. The children looked up and saw above the clouds an everlasting glory. This light guided them, bringing them beyond the darkness. And that night, the mother said, the best part of all, for I have shown my children God. The days went on. The nights went on. Days turned to weeks, weeks to months, and months to years, and to years to years. And mother finally grew old and frail, but her children were strong, tall, walked with courage and in faith. When the way was hard, they turned and helped their own mother. When the way was rough, they lifted her, for she was light as a feather to them because of the strength and the courage she gave them. At last, they came to the golden gates, which flung open for their mother. She says, I have reached the end of my journey, and now I know that the end is so much better than the beginning. For my children can walk alone. They can walk with their children after them, all following the path of God. 
As the children let go of their mother's hands, they said, You will always walk with us, Mother, even when you have gone through the gates. The children stood watching their mother as she went through the gates alone until they saw another hand reach out and grab her hand and say, Well done, Mother. Great job. Welcome home. After the gates closed, they turned. We cannot see her, but she is still with us. A mother like ours will always be much more than just a memory. I'm not kidding. I read that three or four times. And honestly, I did think of you a lot, Mom. Mothers, you have such a strong, powerful impact. And if you would make sure that your life is full of kindness, compassionate, and learning to forgive, imagine that legacy of those kids walking you to the pearly gates as they see you reach your reward. And they celebrate that. That's joyful. Kids, it is your job. Really listen to me. It is your job to honor and respect your mothers. I failed at that a lot. I failed so bad one time, my mom actually smacked me on the mouth. Just right across the face, and I definitely deserved it. And I had to apologize. That was wrong. That was not respectful. And through the years, you know what I've got to see? I saw my mom as a little, when I was this little boy, and she pulled me up on stage, and I had to sing this little light of mine in front of the whole church, and she sang another song. And I, I saw my mom when I was um, not feeling good. I just didn't want to go to church, but I didn't feel good. And she goes, well, you can sit in the pew just as well as you can sit at home. You're going to church. And I saw my mom as I was growing older. She goes, you can have a job, but you will take this day off for church because God is more important than money. And I saw when I failed in my relationships, when I failed in stumbling in how I treated people, I saw my mom say, you know what's better now? let's get up and do it right. And I saw as I left that home, started my own home, and my mom kept reminding me, what does Scripture say? What does God say? What does God say? And then seeing her sit down on the floor and playing with the kids, the grandkids. There's a reason she likes grandkids better than her kids. They're cuter and they don't talk back as much. But I've seen that. And so for some people, Mother's Day is awesome. You get to see that. I, I get to celebrate a mother who did all those things for me. I get to celebrate a mother that is doing that for her children now in our home. I get to see that in so many ladies here, whether you're biological mothers or you're just taking care and pouring out love on other children around you. I get to celebrate that with you, and I want to make sure you know we want to honor you. You have a task that I cannot do. You have a role that I cannot fill. God has placed within you, ladies, something that is beyond man's understanding. That is more of the heart of God than I can understand. So I, I truly thank you, ladies, for that. For some, today, though, mothers is a bit hard because of the struggles and the trials of life. And we want you to know that we do honor you, and if you are struggling and hurting, let us come and lift you. Let us come and show you what joy you really are deserved in this life. We're going to 
we, we've got these little gifts at the end of the service. There's these um, little, oh, I forgot what they're called, manicure, see, <laughs> I don't care, manicure kits for all the mothers. They're going to be at the, at the doors, and we want you to give get these, but it, it's talking about grace um, and how it is a gift of God that is given to you that you have poured out on your children. And really, moms, you this this is just a reminder that you are a living embodiment of grace to all of us around you. You may stumble, you may fumble with words or how you walk. You're going to fail at times, but that doesn't matter. We still see grace. We see the gift of God in you as you relate to us. Uh, from really right now, I just want to start going around the room and telling different ladies what I've seen in you and how I feel so blessed to be around you. That's not my job. I, my job is to do that to my wife, my mom. That's your job to do it to the ladies who have influenced and impacted you. So I want to challenge you to do that. But ladies, don't forget this. Also in the back is a bucket with carnations. This is a, a gift from the Right to Life. Um, group, which I'm truly a fan of that wants to lift up and elevate women who are pregnant and dealing with these things and fight for the rights of children. Um, so there are carnations that every mother they want to give it, uh, want you all to have as a token of who you are. Uh, for any of you who want to help donate to that cause, there is a box back there just so you know you can put money in there to help um, support that ministry. But the whole point is we want, we want you to know we love you. I hope you get that today. You are a gift of grace to us. And and grace is a gift that I don't deserve. That none of us deserve. I don't deserve my mom. She definitely didn't deserve me. And you, ladies, are a gift of grace. I want to pray for you. Um, Pray for mothers. And right now, if you have a godly woman, if you have a lady near you that is giving you influence, would you place your hand on her? As we pray, okay, we want to just give God these credit, this love and adoration for what you have done in our lives. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for the ladies in our life that you have given us, this gift of grace that we don't deserve. God, I thank you that you have poured out your heart into them, that they have raised us in love and grace and forgiveness and mercy in training, all for the point of leading us to righteousness in your Son. And Lord, help us to forgive when they've made mistakes because they are sinners just like us. But in the midst of that, God, help us to also seek forgiveness when we failed them. Lord, it is amazing gift what you have given us through Jesus on the cross, and then you pour out even more through our mothers. So I thank you for them. I thank you for my mom, and I thank you for my wife. Lord, it is amazing the grace you have poured out through them, not just to me, but to other people I've seen in their life. Lord, will you raise up this church right now to not just honor our ladies, not just to thank them, but to truly bring joy to them in how we treat each other and how we treat you and how we treat them. Forgive us when we fail that, God. In 
hold us to the fire of living the Word as you have given us. We thank you, and, and as we place our hands on these ladies, as we think of them, God, I just ask right now that you would protect them from the struggles of this world, from the enemy who hates them, because they are an embodiment of the grace you have given us. Lord, I ask that not only do you protect them, but you promote them into the eyes of the world around them, those that are living the life of faith, that are setting aside what the world says they should be and saying, no, this is what God has called me to be. To protect them and promote them in that. And Lord, I also ask that you preserve their legacy. And that's our part, to hold to what they've taught us. And help us be those people that bring such joy to our members. And in Jesus we all pray. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.